Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CME curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Hello, I'm Dr. Kara Kelly, pediatric oncologist at Roswell Park and a member of the study committee of the AHOD 1331 trial with Brentuximab Bidotin for high-risk pediatric Hodgkin lymphoma. I'm really pleased to be joined today by Dr. Brad Hoppe, radiation oncologist at the Mayo Clinic, who's also a member of the study committee. So Dr. Hoppe, if you could uh, speak a little bit about your perspective, especially around the radiation that's used in the trial, as, as that's a question that has come up quite frequently. Yes. Um, thanks so much for having me. And um, with respect to the radiation on AHOD 1331, I think a lot of people have had a, a lot of comments about it. Uh, there's been a lot of concerns because radiotherapy isn't used as much in advanced stage Hodgkin lymphoma in adults. Um, but what we did in this trial was actually really reduce the uh, exposure to normal tissue and we did this through a few different ways. We used smaller fields. So we weren't irradiating all sites of disease like we had done in older uh, COG studies. Um, we were just treating sites of bulky disease in the mediastinum, as well as selective sites that we thought were very at high risk of recurrence. Um, so those slow early responding sites after two cycles of uh, chemotherapy that were still PET positive. Uh, so by using those as the only sites that we treated with radiation, we were really able to reduce the overall exposure of radiation. So reducing the breast dose in young women, uh, the heart dose for both men and women, and lung dose. Um, additionally, we did utilize the most conformal radiation technologies available. Uh, and so a lot of patients got IMRT and about a quarter of the patients got proton therapy as well. And those modalities really help reduce the um, high doses of radiation to the heart and lungs that were seen with 3D conformal radiation, uh, especially with the larger fields. So again, while radiation was used on this trial in 53% of the patients, these fields were much smaller um, and we expect with the more conformal techniques that were used that the long-term toxicity from this will be uh, quite minimal. Yes, and it's also compared to other pediatric Hodgkin lymphoma trials, it was a lot, it was less radiation. You know, look at what the Europeans used and, and what the St. Jude trials have also. So we're we're moving in the right direction there. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, a question that I often get from uh, physicians is about, you know, the comparison of the BVAVD with the BVAVEPC. I think some people don't like the BVAVPC because it is more dose intensive and concern about side effects. Um, however, I would, you know, really point people's attention to the fact that our side effect profile was pretty comparable to what was observed in adults getting the BVAVD regimen. And we didn't have any toxic deaths with the regimen. Uh, the peripheral neuropathy improved. Uh, so I, I do think that it's a much more tolerable regimen, you know, than people uh, consider. 
Additionally, the the three-year EFS of 92.1%, you know, that stands out as the the best reported outcome for high-risk patients of any trial, pediatric and adult combined. If you look at the event-free survival or progression-free survival on the Echelon trial, it it was really only in about the mid-80s percent. So especially for a younger patient where you want to avoid the risk of recurrence and need for subsequent salvage therapy, uh, the, the BVAVPC really should be considered. Um, another point that I, I do think is worth emphasizing is to be aware of the dose modification uh, in the in the protocol. Um, unlike many trials where the investigational agent is first reduced, in this study, we made a conscious decision to reduce the vincristine before reducing the brentuximavidotin. And that allowed maintenance of the dose density of the brentuximavidotin. And we really believe that that contributed to the excellent outcomes that were observed. So if you're using the regimen, make sure you pay attention to the dose modification scheme, especially related to peripheral neuropathy, so as to you know, continue to maintain that, that great dose density of the brentuximab. So I'd like to thank Dr. Hoppe uh, for participating in this program and thank all of you for listening in. Uh, we hope that the uh, information that we shared was, is helpful in management of your own patients with high-risk Hodgkin lymphoma. Thanks so much. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME Incorporated, and is part of our Minute CME curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.